am so blessed to now bring to you the beautiful, the talented, the anointed minister of God, Anieti Ezimo. She is not only a gospel artist and a reality TV star, but she is a powerful preacher. She is a prayer warrior. She's an entrepreneur. She's a wife and a mother. And uh, you've been listening to some of her music. We listened to a new song, Conqueror, earlier. And I have one more to come for you. Pastor, woman of God, welcome to Radio Pulpit. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Now, I got to know of you in the reality show, uh, Pastor's Wives. Pastor's Wives, yes, the local series that started. Um, But you've been in ministry for many, many years. Please take us back to where this started for you. Okay, I've been in ministry for close to 32 years or more than that. I got born again. I got saved when I was 14. And grew up with a, in a Christian home. My parents were both Christians. But I actually got saved at the age of 15. That was when my the transformation happened, when that conversion happened for me. And a, 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 a short while after, I prayed and asked God to give me a gift because I wanted to be useful. I wanted to be useful in the house of God. I didn't just want to sit dormant. Yes. And I asked for a gift. And one of the, the gifts I asked for was actually the gift of singing. I don't know if I should call it a gift, but I, I was in a, in a meeting one day. I went to a church and a beautiful woman of God was singing. She was leading the choir. And I was so thrilled by her voice, the passion she had for God. And I sat there in that, ministry, in that um, fellowship service. I said, God, I would really want to serve you. I know that you're no respecter of person. If you can bless this woman with such a beautiful voice, I know you can bless me too. I want to sing. I want to sing for you. I want to do something for you. Bless me with the gift of singing. Let me be able to sing. And before I gave my life to Christ, I was a little child that loved music. You know how kids love Mm. to sing in the house. When music comes on, you're dancing. And everyone knew that about me. But Somehow, I, I wasn't the kind of person that would say, oh, maybe in future, I would love to be a musician. No. Mm. But after my life to Christ and this faithful day, I was listening to this woman. I told God, this is what I want to do. If you bless me with it, I will use it to serve you. And a few, that was actually the day I, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That was the day I started speaking songs. Right there in that service, no one laid the hands on me. I just felt something stepped into me, something invaded my being and I started speaking in tongues. The woman that was sitting next to me was wondering what was happening because I was, I was actually vibrating. The mm. spirit of God was so, so mighty on me. Two weeks after, I discovered my voice was different, totally different. Totally different and I'm like, even when I hear myself, I'm like, I'm like wait. Sure. Is that, everyone could not believe it. I remember when church, I was helping my pastor's wife to wash beans she used to make um what we call bean cake is that mm-hmm. so i was helping her to wash beans and and um somebody someone that um, is our son heard me singing i was asking who was singing and they were telling him ah is that that is singing and i was like ah i need to take care which and i'm asking who is singing because they all knew me and they all knew i didn't have that kind of voice but something had happened that day i asked god to give me a voice to sing for him and so I came to the backyard and saw that I was really the one. So I was looking at me saying, somehow, somehow, wow. you have a face of a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> but 
he took me under his wing because he could also sing. He took me under his wings and be began to teach me, train me. We started writing songs together. And I started growing from there. And God began to use me prophetically because I would carry the microphone and, and just start singing. Even if I didn't know a song, I could just pick a word or pick a scripture and start singing. And I've been doing that for many years. Eventually, I got married to my husband, 1997. And when I got married to him, there was nothing like him becoming a preacher or a pastor. Mm. Because I'd, also, I'd always told myself that I did not want to marry a pastor. Because I've been around church. <laughs> I know the kind of stress and the kind of troubles and struggle wives of pastors go through. So I told myself, no, this is not for me. And I don't want it. But eventually my husband became a pastor. Mm. And we had to start our own ministry. And we had to keep doing And I buy into other things. Went into business. Did, do business here and there. And then my music continued to grow. I've been to a lot of places, been around different countries of the world doing this because this is my passion. And this was what I asked for. God, mm -hmm. I want to do in your kingdom. I don't want to see dormant in your kingdom. And I'm glad I'm married to a man who has given me the wings to fly. Wow. Given me the opportunity to go wherever God lays, lays in my heart to go and be a blessing to. And so I've been doing this for many years, for over 30 years, I've been sure. doing this. Sure. I want to touch on the last thing you spoke about now, which is your husband. And now he has given you the wings to fly. Can you talk to me about the importance of choosing the, the right partner for purpose? I, I, I used to tell um, single ladies every time I get the opportunity to speak, especially when they come for counseling and say, Mama, please pray for me. I want to get married. And I will ask them, are you in a relationship? Some will say yes. I say, so what is God telling you about this man that you're with? And sometimes they don't even know what God is saying because it's very, very important for your assignment's sake, mm. for what God is calling you to do, especially if you're a child of God and you're in this kingdom. Your marriage can make you and it can destroy you. So it is very important that you prayerfully. God says the man that finds a wife finds a good thing. And you must pray for yourself to be positioned for the right man to find you. I was telling people, I was, I was preaching, preaching in church a few weeks back. And I said, when I was praying for the man I would marry, I was 17. Mm. I started praying at the age of 17. I never prayed for a man that would love me. I prayed for a man that would fear, a man that fears God. Because a man that fears God will respect me, will treat me right, will love me, will care for me and my children. And I'm so grateful to God that God gave me a man that feared him. Mm. When I met my husband, it was not the, you know, the born again, that stereotype. You know, there's a way, the kind of person, the kind of born again we would, in those days, we're like, if somebody's too, too maybe carnally dressed, yes. looking too um, guyish, then suddenly he's not spiritual. It didn't look so, it didn't look as spiritual as he, as he, he turned out to be. And some people told me, hey, don't marry that guy. He's too boy. He's too guyish. Look at the way he dresses. He makes his hair. And, said, and I'm looking at them. They didn't know that I had a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And I didn't just jump into that relationship because I had to also drill my husband and ask him a lot of questions. And all the questions I asked him, he gave me the right answers I wanted to hear. And these were the answers that the Holy Spirit laid in my heart that if this man is this, find out this for me. And when I found out this, and I said to myself, this is the man. Even when people tried to say, 
No, don't go for him because I have been in the Lord for a longer period before he came, before his own conversion. I stayed for long. So when he showed up, people were like, no, this man will not be good enough for you. And I said, don't worry. I know what God is. So it is important that you know. Know, who, know what God is telling you about. You might be in a relationship now and it is not the man for you. It's not the man for you. You need to seek the face of God and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you through this because marriage is not something you toy with. And I tell ladies, I say, while you're waiting in your single period, please use your single period to learn a lot about marriage. Yeah. Learn a lot about what it means to live with a man. I know we also learn more when we start living with the man, when we get married. But there are certain things you need to start learning and start knowing before you get into marriage because it's not something you get into and you jump out immediately. Mm. You want to get there, and it's something that, I, I used to say marriage is work. Yes. You work. The two people who have accepted to come together from different backgrounds, they were raised differently. It, it, they need to work if they want to stay together. Mm-hmm. Now, then you decided to be part of this reality show, Pastors Wives, and we didn't see a lot of your marriage on the show, but we saw a lot of yourself and some of the other ladies that you were with. Why did you decide to get involved with Pastors Wives? Well, I, I got a call from Sonia, um, Sonia Mbele, when she called me, and um, prior to the time she called me, like I said, I, I, that, before she called me, I'm somebody that is so passionate about the things of God. And I'd seen what women, pastors' wives, go through. And sometimes I, I yearn to have someone who would really, 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 you know, we don't go to school to become pastors' wives. Right. Nobody trains. There's, there's no school. There is a, this is it. There's no school. You can get a school where you are trained to become as a pastor where you want, but there's no school that says this is how a pastor's wife should be. So uh, when she spoke, when she called me and told me this was what she wanted to do, I was a bit like saying, wow, I I love this idea because this is, this has been a passion. This is something I'm, I'm trying to push out there that it's, it's, it's not an easy um, Mm. uh, office to, to, to be in. Pastor's wives go through a lot. And sometimes a lot of them chicken, they, they give up. And I can't tell you how many pastor's wives left their, their husband because they could not cope mm. with me. So I said, this, this would be a good platform to be able to let people know that pastors wives are human. They have their own challenges. They have their own struggle. And sometimes it's not easy for them to carry their home and also carry, you know, you have, you have your own biological children and you now have your own spiritual children. And you know, it is not easy to lead people. Mm. Oh my God. Mm, mm, to find mm. all kinds of people. So I, I was thrilled by the idea. I wanted to be a part of it. I knew because I've been in the music industry, it's more, like, it's more or less like an, the entertainment industry. So it, it entails a lot of work. So I spoke with my husband. I told him that, what do you think? Because if he doesn't give me a go ahead, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Mm. That's the fact. So he, he, looked, he looked at the contract and said, it's fine. If, if it's not going to hinder or stop whatever, anything else that you're doing with regards to your ministry, regards to your family. It's fine. Go ahead and, and do it. And when I went into it, my why I was going into it was to be to be able to impact other women, mm. to be able to use my life to teach other women, to be able to know that you can pull through, especially if you're a pastor's wife, you can pull through these orders, you can pull through this struggle. And 
with the help of the Holy Spirit, as long as you rely and trust and follow the instruction of the Holy Spirit, it becomes very, very easy for you to go through it. And, and I'm glad that when I meet people today, a lot of women come to me, say, I want you to mentor me. Even men will say, we like you. We like the way you treat, you treat your husband, the way you respect him. Older women will see me on the road and stop. I want to take pictures with you. I love you so much. I love the way you treat your husband. I love the way you handle your children. I've said, it's not me. It can only be God because I knew that on my own, I would not be able to do it. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to sail through. So exactly. I basically took, I, I, I went into the pastor's wife because I wanted to be able to impact, expand my reach to also be a blessing to other pastor's wives like myself. And you definitely did. I mean, you were a blessing to me as well. And watching you, watching the program, there was always something different about you. Um, there oh. were many other ladies, but watching you, the end of God is upon your life. I want to ask you, though, do you believe in hindsight, you know, because I'm in, I work in television, so I understand that post-production um, uh, oh. plays a big part in what people end up seeing. So even though they shoot X, they might be ending up seeing uh, Y. So do you believe that the program represented the church and the kingdom of God and Jesus well? And was it at the end what you expected it was going to be? Um, truly speaking, um, I would not say 100% it represented because I, I had clashes towards the end. I had a bit of clash with some of the women and some of the ladies. And I'm like, what the hell? If you're in God, this is... This is who you are. Jesus is our motor. Mm. And if we must live and be a, a blessing to those that God has brought into our life, there are certain things that we have to sacrifice. And so I, some of the things that were allowed in there, I, I, I would say I was not really, really pleased. And it, it made me, it also helped me to see that we are not all the same. The way we reason, we reason differently and I think our encounter with God is actually what separates us and sets us apart. When Paul, Saul had an encounter with, with, with Jesus on his way to Damascus, his name was changed from Saul to Paul. And if you could see in the life of Paul that it was entirely different from the other apostles, he had to go through a lot. He had to sacrifice a lot. So it, I, I could see that we all have different encounters and the way we relate to God and the way we take this thing of the kingdom is differently. And my ideology and the ideologies of the other ladies were entirely different. And that was what the, 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 the station was also trying, the production was also trying to show mm. that they are not all the same. We are not all the same. And for that, I would say they did well because a lot of, there were a lot of shoots we took that did not make it. And it's not because they didn't like that aspect of maybe, for instance, maybe we said we had a prayer meeting, which they took, all the prayer meetings we did, they took. And the body were just trying to show that some side of these women that many people do not know. And sometimes they think pastor's wife don't cry, pastor's wife cry. Mm. Pastor's wife want to be themselves. Oh, every day they want to be themselves. But because some of them are still growing, some are not as matured, as you could tell that we're not all the same age, and, and it's not as if age is, 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 is maturity, but you could tell that at, at some point that, oh, this one, this is the level of this one's maturity. And some of this yearning and some of these desires was, are still in the hearts of so many, some of these women. 
But when you've crossed through that part, that stage in life, you outgrow some certain things. Like I've, I, I'm sure in my, I've, I've outgrown certain things that would would be would be a problem for me in my early years in marriage and even my early years serving with my husband. That these women too still need to to get to. Mm. So this was what the production was trying to show that these are different women, even though they are pastors' wife, they are all having different issues. Their level of maturity differs, and it's 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 not you can't just you can't say this is our pastor's wife and everybody yes. different. So that's Absolutely. what they were. When I see you on television or your Instagram, uh, you are standing. It seems like you are standing and you are strong. But I also know that the way that you worship can only come from a revelation of how strong God is in your weakness. Uh, so take us back to the place where you felt in your life that you were the weakest and God really had to come through for you. What was that point? Hey, every, every time of my life, when I approach the throne of God, I always approach him, letting him know first my weaknesses because I have a lot of weaknesses. We all had, have a lot of weakness and it is important that we know. David knew he had weaknesses. And every time he approached God, he would let God know that you know me. Yes. This is me. When he failed, he would say, you know, it's an iniquity that I was giving birth to. So we all have weaknesses. And at some point in my life, I've, I've had to go through a lot as a person. And I've had to see God take me through, pull me through so many struggles and so many painful experiences, betrayals by friends. I, I cannot say, because I grew up, the way I grew up, I, I share, I, 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 I don't often share these testimonies, but once in a while, I do share it. Before I gave my life to Christ, I didn't go to secondary school. I mean, you know, in secondary, when I was grade eight to 12, I didn't have that opportunity to go because at the age of 11, my parents had to stop me from going to school. They couldn't afford it. It was as if it was a school fees but they had their own struggle and their own, and their own challenge. And I was a, a little girl that every time I came back from school, whilst in primary school, I would help my mom, help herself, walk, walk on the street. And every time she put a tray on my head, in the next few hours, I'm back home, empty tray. And she, it, it was like, oh, this is something that this girl is very good at. Wasn't as if I wasn't good academically, I was excellent. I never came I never, I never, I never pass the level of first, second, third. If it was not first, you find me in the second place. If it's not second place, you find me in the third. The worst that could have happened was me being on the fourth position. But because my mom saw that, and the family was also struggling, not from a, I would not call ourselves average. We were poor, 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 as mm. in poor, poor, poor. And so, and I had this, this belief that I, I, I had. I had to help my parents. Mm. I had that strong belief that I, I am here to help them because I didn't want to see them suffer. I didn't want them to see them cry. So I would say my mom took advantage of it. And at, when, I, when I finished my, my primary school, she decided that I should stop going to school. She convinced my father. My father now said, okay, it's fine. Let her join me doing business. So I started doing business and I'll wake up in the morning Others are going to school. I'm helping my mother mid middle of the day. We're doing maguinha. We soak maguinha in the morning. At, as early as 2 a.m. in the morning, I'll wake up. We'll make the maguinha. I'll take it out to the market. I'll walk very long distance. And eventually, when I gave my life to Christ, it did not stop because I still continue to be that 
that young girl who was so passionate about helping the parent. But I had to go through a lot of struggle because at some point, everybody abandoned me. I felt like a rejected soul. And the only thing I was good for was just take a tray on your head and go sell. And sometimes I'll be out till 12, nobody's looking for me. And I became, it, it, it got so much to me that one day I sat down and I asked myself, had this my parents? I started asking questions. I went to uncles, I go to my senior, had this my parents? Because I couldn't understand why everybody neglected me. Nobody wanted to send me to school. Nobody cared about whatever it is. And I said, is this how I'm going to end? But one day, even after I gave my life to Christ, God began to speak to me and began to speak to me and gave me the boldness that I needed. I got a job after a while, stopped doing the business for my mom, got a job to also assist. So every time I come back from, um, get my salary, I give it to them, share it too. But God began to give me the boldness to, to want more. And I could stand up to my prayer. And I told my, 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 my director, my boss to sack me because I cried out to the church I was in, one of the, the ministers there, now decided that it could help. The church got me a, a scholarship. My mom rejected it, said, you can't, why would you take scholarship? You don't need scholarship, blah, blah. And eventually I took a scholarship from another church. My senior sister came back. I didn't want my parents to know because I'd already told my boss to sack me. And let, I told my boss, tell my parents that this girl needs to go back to school. She's too young. I was still in my teenage years. So eventually I took the scholarship, hid it from my parents. And my senior sister came back from school and reported me. And it became a case of, it was like I was, I was in a courtroom. And that was the moment for me that I felt I, I was willing to do anything, run away, go away from the house. It was a weak point for me. I was really ready to, whatever it was going to cause, but God pulled through for me because eventually God settled that issue for me, pulled me through from what I would have even done that would have affected my, myself and my parents. And so many things, so many incidents. I can't tell you why when I got married, the early stage of my marriage, I couldn't take in for, for eight months. People were beginning to wonder what's wrong. My husband was even becoming worried, but I held on to God and said, God, you brought me into this marriage and it will not be because I was unable to bear children that I will be sent out. Eight months after I took him, even when I took him, there was nothing to eat. We were going through a whole lot of hardship and God was some making ways. People bring things for me. People give me, I cannot forget an experience of one day I woke up. There was nothing to eat. And this is a pregnant woman. She was, I was hungry. But God spoke to a friend and said, take food and go and give your friend. Out of nowhere. So there have been so many things that I've seen. And that's why I can boldly say that I'm a witness. There's nothing the enemy will throw at me that will make me change my mind. Because I've seen God show up for me many, many times in my life. Jesus. Glory to God. And I know that someone is listening right now and they've been so inspired and touched and moved by your testimony because, uh, I mean, I never even knew what you just spoke. And when you look at your life right now, you can surely say it can only be the grace of God. Nothing else, nothing else. But um, Anieti, there might still be someone who is still in a hard place, who still may be struggling today. And we know with COVID-19, the struggles are many. What would your advice be to someone who might still be um, at a very low place in their lives and might feel like, you know what, great God did it for that pastor. He did it for that first lady. 
I don't know if you can do it for me because I'm too poor. I don't have education. I don't have any connections in the music industry. I don't even have a job. What would your word of advice be for them? I would say stay, stay true to God. Stay true to God. It's not easy, as I'm saying it, because sometimes you can be on the edge and you're so overwhelmed that you want to give up. But one thing I know is that when you get to that point in your life, the darkest time of the day, of the night, is always when it's just a little <laughs> minutes before the day breaks. So you might just be at the edge of your breakthrough. Don't give up. When, when it becomes, when, when, the, when the fire becomes utter, you know what gold, gold has to go through. For every gold, depending on the value of the gold, it goes through the hotter the fire, the, gold, the, the refining fire that the, the gold goes through. They say that the higher the value of the gold. So whatever you're going through now, you may be saying God is doing it for other people. It can be for me. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not educated. I don't have connection. You don't need all those connections. There are people who are standing tall today, doing well in life, who didn't go to school. Like I said, I didn't go to a secondary school. I ended up, how did I write my trick? I ended up going to, uh, uh, we call it adult education for two years to be able to write my trick. And eventually I got an admission to, write, to go into the university. By the time I got into university, I was, now, I was married and from my husband's house, I was going to school. If God can do it for me, listen, he can do it for you. Hold on and hang in there. God is no respecter of person. There is no partiality with God. He won't do it for another and not do it for you. The only thing is must, you must know that life is turn by turn. Mm. That he did it for that person. Celebrate with them if you know them. Celebrate with them. Rejoice with them because yours is coming. Don't, what, what I would advise you not to do is give up. Don't give up on God because God won't give up on you. A songwriter say, don't give up on God. Because he wouldn't give up on you. He's able. That's, yeah. my, that's my favorite scripture. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask. According to the power that is at work. So whatever you can imagine. No matter what the imagination. No matter how big it is. God can make it happen for you. But just hold on. Hold on. That's the word. Hold on. And hang in there. He will pull through for you. Before you know it. Amen. 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 Well, I can't believe it. We are busy running out of time and there's just so much more I wanted to talk to you about. It is the beautiful, the powerful, the anointed woman of God herself. Pastor First Lady Anieti Ezimo is with us today. And I have to ask you, uh, woman of God, what is next? Uh, we know that you released this new song that I played earlier, Conqueror. Do you have new music coming up? What is next for you? And can we expect pastor's wife season two yeah pastor's wife season two is on the way we're gonna start shooting shortly awesome <laughs> we're gonna start shooting shortly and i'm sure before the end of this year season two will be on air and i just i just recently did my live dvd my first live dvd recording i did it june uh, the 6th of june at Jobek theater so I'm working on my post-production now. And as soon as we're done, I will start rolling out my new songs, my new album, my new live DVD recording. So get ready for that. People should just look out for that. It's coming. It's coming. And season two, Pastor's Wife, is coming. And great things, many, many great things are still coming from this vessel. Amen. This vessel. 
Amen. And I hope that you'll keep us uh, in the loop all the way. We'd love to know and share it with our listeners as well. And I don't know, maybe there's somebody sitting at home right now who, when they listen to your voice and they uh, hear what you testify, that you just ask the Lord to just give you that gift. There's somebody sitting at home right now who's busy saying, Lord, please give me an Yeti's voice. Give me an Yeti's voice. <laughs> yes, if because it, it, it was a prayer I prayed by listening to someone else. Great woman of God, Sister Ania, I prayed it and God made it happen for me. It can happen for you. It can, God, as, and, and, and somehow I feel that we are, we are all born with seeds. That the moment we give our lives to Christ, we're all born with gifts. Let me call it gifts. The moment you give your life to Christ, the first thing you do is God will open your eyes to discover what he has put in you. And maybe that was what was happening to me because it, it, it could be something that was in me, but I needed to see that woman do it for me to suddenly say, wow, I want this. I want this. And because I wanted it badly, I started praying for it. So keep praying for it. It will happen. Amen. It will happen. Forget about people who say they were born. So there are people who say, I, I came out of my mother's womb. I started singing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to believe that. And some say, while I was in my mother's womb, I was singing. I don't know how to be like, but all I know is that at some point in my life, when I gave my life to Christ, I was in a service and I saw a woman singing and I fell in love and I said, Lord, give me a voice to sing for you. So God can give you if, if you truly, truly desire. And if it is in you, you will discover it the moment you start praying for it. Absolutely. How do we follow you? How do we support you? How do people get hold of you? Okay, I'm on, I'm on YouTube. I have got a channel on YouTube, so please go look for Anetia Ezeimo. That's my name on YouTube. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel. A whole lot is coming. This, the moment my music, my, I'm done with my post-production, the post-production for my live DVD, definitely I'll be rolling in a lot of my songs on my YouTube channel. You can also follow me on Twitter, A Ezeimo. A-E is like A Ezeimo. That's my name on, on Instagram. And then I'm also on Facebook. You can get me on Facebook and also on Twitter. I think on Twitter is Anete underscore Ezemo. So please follow me on Twitter and follow me also on Instagram and follow me on Facebook. And please like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. God bless you. That's the way you can support me. And when my songs come out, my songs are also online. Go please download them. Download on all the platforms. You can find my song on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on um, Amazing uh, Music. Please go on Google Music. Please go download my songs and support me. God bless you as you do. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. For those of you listeners who are worried about how to spell the name and the surname, don't worry about it. Go to our Facebook page, Radio Pulpit, and you will find the picture of us there and you'll be able uh, to find her through that as well. I love you so much. I'm excited about the great things God is doing through you and I can't wait to see more. Thank you for blessing us today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for having me today.